Hi, I'm PJ, and welcome to House Daily. Um, I've been wondering uh, what of um, the coronavirus, all the changes and, and, and differences in the way that we've been living, what's going to stick? What is actually going to be hanging around and not going away? Uh, what things um, are going to stay forever? Will we remember in a few years' time Zoom? What on earth Zoom is? It's video meetings and Keeping up with people is that here to stay long term and actually going to be a real way in which we do loads of work. Um, our face coverings, face masks going to stay and hang around and actually going to be a really normal thing from now on is that we'll always see people out and about wearing masks and actually it's going to become a real normal culture thing. Are we going to ha have handshakes come back or are they going to be a thing of the past? Are we going to have to explain to our kids or grandkids in 20 years time what on earth a handshake is um, and then just look perplexed back at us as we try and describe the way we used to interact um, it's interesting, but these things will change. It will change how we live in our society. And actually, it's part of what um, we've been wanting to do as a church is to think, actually, how's God calling us to change in these times? It's why we've done House Daily. And actually, we're coming to the end of the season in doing that. But just wanted to point people in some good directions of things to to dig into if you've been enjoying this ways to continue to grow Um in your own faith and own discipleship and a, an amazing resource which I um, love personally is um, this amazing uh, company called The Bible Project. They do so many different incredible things. They've got some amazing videos on YouTube doing overviews of Bible books, overviews of some incredible thematic um, ideas, um, as well as they do an amazing podcast series going into real uh, depth into some of these um, ideas and themes and issues. Um, and they are amazing. Um, incredible so if, if you're interested do check any of those out um it's an amazing way to like i said just grow in your faith um as a disciple always which we're longing to do so we're coming to the end of the book of nehemiah what we've been studying together um and it's that disappointing moment where things are just unraveling and not quite going to well we've seen the work of zerubbabel the building of the temple was just not working out how they planned but still maybe there's a bit of hope maybe Ezra's work with embedding the, the Torah into, into the community or maybe Nehemiah's work of rebuilding the wall maybe that will survive I'm sure you know probably not um, but let's read anyway Nehemiah chapter 13 starting at verse 15 in those days I saw people in Judah trend at uh, trending wine presses on the Sabbath and beginning in uh, bringing in grain and loading it onto donkeys together with wine, grapes, figs and all other kinds of loads. And they were bringing all this into Jerusalem on the Sabbath. Therefore, I warned them against selling food on that day. People from Tyre who lived in Jerusalem were bringing in fish and all kinds of merchandise and selling them in Jerusalem on the Sabbath to the people of Judah. I rebuked the nobles of Judah and said to them, what is this wickedness? thing that you are doing uh, desecrating the sabbath day didn't your ancestors do the same thing so that our god brought all this calamity on us and on this city now you are stirring up more wrath against israel by desecrating the sabbath when evening shadows fell on the gates of jerusalem before the sabbath i ordered the doors to be shut and open until the sabbath was over I stationed some of my own men at the gates and so that no load could be brought in, in on the city uh, Sabbath day. Once or twice, the merchants and sellers of all kinds of goods spent the night outside Jerusalem. But I warned them and said, why do you spend the night by the wall? 
if you do this again, I will arrest you. From that time on, on no longer um, came on the Sabbath. No, no longer came on the Sabbath day. Then I commanded the Levites to purify themselves and go and guard the gates in order to keep the Sabbath day holy. Remember me for this also, my gods, and show mercy to me according to your great love. We see still that all the hopes and promises and oaths and commitments they made didn't hold up. They committed to keep the Sabbath. It's one of the things they said explicitly, this is the thing we want to do. And they didn't. They started working on the Sabbath and trying to sell on the Sabbath. Um, and you may well know um, in New Testament, Jesus speaks powerfully about what the, the purpose and point of the Sabbath was. And this wasn't about religiosity over the Sabbath. Jesus, Jesus said actually the, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And that the Son of Man is Lord over the Sabbath. Um, when he was challenged because him and his, his disciples were picking grain from the fields and healing people on the Sabbath. Um, this isn't about religiosity over keeping the rules. Uh, this is about the purpose and the heart of the people. Um, instead of giving time to, to God, giving that time and space to worship, and giving that time to, to rest, um, they just worked more and filled up their time more with stuff. Um, sound familiar? And in some ways it's really easy for us as, as life picks back up to keep, get back up to the normal level of busyness and rush and hurry of life that we had before. And not having that time and space that maybe we've been able to create during the season for God, for spending time in scripture, to praying, to, to, to growing in spiritual disciplines. Maybe actually that time is now as we start to get back in, into the world and, and normality could very easily be chipped away again and we can be like Israel here just getting back to the old ways of doing things it's not about the laws it's about actually ensuring that our heart is changed where Israel failed here in Nehemiah is is, is yes they had the right intention but they hadn't allowed God to change and transform their hearts to be the people he called us to be and it's what Jesus comes to do in our lives it's to change us who we are so that we may live our life for him but they just keep failing. We see that actually people try and skirt the rules and sure, we're not going to sell in Jerusalem. They'll just set up camp outside the walls on the Sabbath and start selling there. And the walls that Nehemiah spent time to build and dedicated back to God ended up being a place of just um, living against God. And we may want to try to do that and, and skirt around the things. We know God's good, but try and work around the rule and, and try and find that, that loophole so that, yeah, we're, we're kind of doing what we feel that like God's calling us to do, but we're also doing what we want to do and what the world wants us to do. Actually, we need to be people that are completely committed and devoted to God and who he is, to growing as disciples of him first and foremost, to live in our life for him and allowing him to transform our hearts so that we may live that life for him. Let me pray. Yeah, God, I pray that you would help us to be that people as we settle into the new normality of life. To hold on to these things. May you transform and grow our hearts to be the people you call us to be. Help us to remain committed to you and not allow the busyness and rush of life and society to catch back over us. But may we live a different life. Live a different pace of life, walking life at your pace, God. Amen. Thanks for joining. Be safe. 
be church. Keep washing your hands.